kidding. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we're rolling. <clears throat> All right, hey, Peter. Hello, we're Stephen. He- we're here tonight at your place. That's right. And welcome to all our lin- listeners out there in podcast land. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> with our with our schedule in place, our biennial, uh, biannual, biannual. Mm-hmm. Schedule. Well, biennial, I guess, biannual? if you want to be like European. Biennial. Let's be European. Yeah, that's fancier. Yeah. With our biennial schedule of recording our podcasts, we're actually way ahead on our our schedule now. So we're going to actually be spamming the internet with our podcast much more than we thought we would be. That's right. We're, we're in high production now. Mm-hmm. We're cranking them out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. There may be like one every two months or something now, which is far more than, you know, the once every six months, according to our contractual agreements with all of our sponsors. And yeah. 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 yeah we, we, we're uh, unusual in that our sponsors require us to uh, not put out podcasts too often. It's true. They don't want to have too much saturation. They can only provide so much with their supply chains. Yeah. Yeah, you know, they have modesty. It's good. It's smart. It's good. Yeah. I'm going to do that cool thing where I, like, move my headphone back a little bit so I can, like, hear some of the room tone. Ooh. Getting... Yeah. I can't. I, I won't know. <laughs> well, I, well, the big difference on this podcast is that uh, much less reverb oh. on this one. Our first podcast had a lot of unintentional reverb. <laughs> A lot of echoing, a lot of sound effects. <laughs> well, it actually did. It had it had the reverb that's like built into the the digital mixer. Like uh, un- I unintentionally recorded that. Oh. Like I recorded the headphone mix. Okay. Instead of the the direct uh, input, but. Hey, yeah. you know what? I, I don't even fully understand what you mean. <laughs> so, hey, you're way ahead of me. <laughs> I want lots of echo on mine. Maybe one of those, like, you know, when they're singing, the either kind of effects. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll try to patch that in for next time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great stuff. No, I, I've scaled down a lot uh, this time. There's a lot less equipment here. Yeah. Far fewer tablets. Electronic gear has been slimmed down. That's right. We had two tablets first time. I had my entire uh, rack unit there. I had, uh, yeah. Sort of like a, I don't remember, it was like a large suitcase. It was, yeah. yeah. It was big. I helped you carry that yeah. in. I think it took two of us. It We're did, not yeah. exactly strong people. No. <laughs> we carried it in together, I think. <laughs> One on each side. Yeah, we had to portage it down to your basement. Yep, yep. Yeah, we're up We're up now. We're not in the basement. That's right. We're feeling very buoyant in spirits here mm-hmm. on the second floor of the Palace Peter. Yes. Or if we were in Europe, the first floor. Oh, true enough. We're not on the ground floor. Indeed. No. The well, lobby the f- floor. The first floor in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, now we're here at uh, my beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had an, enjoyed a lovely dinner of chili from uh, Peter's excellent cook wife, Jasmine. Excellent work. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jasmine, yep. for that contribution to fueling our podcast this evening. Yeah, she's a cook and a wife. Amazing. <laughs> Her own double threat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so that's good. We're all, ready. we're all tanked up on chili now. We are. Yep, mm-hmm. good to go. So, yeah, hobbies. Uh, so what's all new in the world of your hobbies, Peter? It is, after all, hobnobbing. Yep. That is the theme of our podcast. Um, what's new in hobby? Well, uh, since our last podcast, which was several decades ago, mm-hmm. uh, I've been uh, pretty busy doing a recording project. I guess this is kind of like uh, kind of an exclusive here. A real exclusive for our podcast. I haven't really announced this publicly, but uh, mm. my my old band, their Confidence Man, which uh, never really officially broke up or anything. It just sort of like took a nap. Yeah, extended hiatus, kind of like uh, Evanescence. It's like great band. Let's stop. They're our the main our... inspiration. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> just disappeared yeah. for a while. Well, there's a lot of <laughs> a, lot, a lot of. Um, a lot of resemblances between Amy Lee and Mike Rogers. They're a lot alike. Yeah. A lot of parallels there. A lot of parallels. Are you going to come? Are you putting out like some sort of a classical themed album of your old tunes, like they did? It's well, it's funny you say that. Like there is a, there is a lot of strings on it so far. Yeah. It's like fake strings. Anyway, I'm getting to that. So yeah, so I'm I'm breaking this this news that um, we did a few original songs when we were you know back when we were kind of like going at it. Um, you know, everybody in the band kind of like contributed 
you know, uh, lyrics and chords and riffs and stuff. So we're putting that together. Uh, Mike and I are kind of working on that, kind of going back and forth, uh, recording all of the parts and kind of like putting it in. So it's going to be uh, what they call an EP. This is an interprovincial uh, endeavor too, because he it lives is. in Quebec now. He sure does. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we got that like uh, cool Montreal vibe now. Oh. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Art, artsy and whatnot. It's ver- it's a hundred percent more artsy now. Very nice. It sounds exactly like Arcade Fire in two thousand five. Wow, that's crazy. Not Evanescence in two. No. <laughs> I don't know why. Were I'm they a Montreal band? I can't remember. No, no, not quite. I feel like they're from <laughs> Florida. They're, they're or like something. from Arkansas. Actually. Oh, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, so Arkansas is kind of like the Montreal of the South. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I know yeah. somebody in Arkansas. I do. Anyway, well, congratulations. Side point. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I try. <laughs> I try. It's an accomplishment I've always wanted to be able to put a notch in. <laughs> anyway, so we're working on that right now. Uh, I think, actually, if I get real fancy, I might fly in a little snippet mm. of what we're working on, a little, little taste. Excellent. Let's cue it up. Peter, introduce our little snippet. Okay, here comes the song. No, that is just that right room. I don't know where you went wrong. Post-production is amazing. It's it is. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with GarageBand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so I'm working on that right now. It's been it's going pretty good. It's interesting. Like This is kind of like the most um, serious recording project I've, I've done so far. Like, I've been interested. Like, this is the Hobby Podcast, so let me tell you. I've been interested in, in home recording for a long time. Like, I started in high school. Uh, back when the original version of GarageBand came out, that's kind of when I got into it for for the Mac. Or I had my old all white eMac, which is a uh, computer they made back in the the 2000s. It was just a, it was sort of like a big white blob they made. It was like the, it was like the cheapest Mac you could get at the time. So that's what I used back then, and uh, I I rigged up a way to like use the headphone jack to. Like record one one track at a time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So it was really not good. So I've come a long way since then. But uh, I've always been interested in recording. But now, honestly, this is like kind of a I don't know humble brag or something, I guess. But I feel like I've this is kind of like the first time in my life where I kind of understand all the different parts that kind of go into it, which is exciting. Like being able to record all the different parts and it, and play it back, and it's like wow, all these parts are in tune. <laughs> <laughs> with each other they're like on the beat so that's pretty cool I'm, I'm pretty excited about that so we're looking forward to getting that done i'm hoping for december so probably probably before this comes out <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> anyway and uh, so we're hoping to have that in december and then um there is talk of us doing a uh, a reunion gig in january probably in uh, in St. John, but that's not really like confirmed yet or anything. But anyway, so like, so you'll be selling out Harbor Station, right? Yeah. Nice, excellent. I want to be your manager. <laughs> sure. Excellent. <laughs> work it with work it out with Ticketmaster. We'll see what we can do. Yeah. Well, they seem to know a thing or two about making money. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that Ticketmaster is like the parent company of the company that runs the new event center here in town? Avenir Center? Yes. Ooh, very nice. Yes, the center of the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Pardon they, me. They, they seem to know a thing or two about uh, uh, prices and stuff. Like, uh, I haven't been there yet. I would like to go someday. Still saving up. Your dad's been. He That's had, how hip your dad is. He's been there like are. multiple times. Has he? Oh yeah. Oh, wow. He's a man on the scene. He is. I haven't been either. No. Yeah. No, Every, yeah. Everything I've looked at has been like, oh, that's too expensive. For me. 
but I'm well, yeah. very, very, very cheap. That's well, that's kind of the problem. Like, uh, like we got my parents' tickets to a, uh, a certain very famous and successful stand-up comedian. Really, uh, for their anniversary present this year. Oh, no. and, uh, indeed, that's what we said when we saw the price. <laughs> so we're like, "Well, oh, that'll be a fun thing for all of us to do." And it's like, "Nope." So <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun thing for as few people as possible to do. Yeah, I yeah. Would think. Yeah. yeah, it was like it's like a hundred bucks a ticket. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow, Jerry's making the money. Yeah, he's so hard up. You know, you know, he really needs it. Isn't he like the first billionaire comedian? <laughs> Him and Larry David. Larry David. <laughs> Pretty, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, they deserve it. They've brought so much joy into our lives. They have. You know, that was like my number one stress relief after a tough day at school growing up, or if, you know, I needed some diversion while trying to do homework. If I felt down, on came Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, I mean, the great thing about the show, it was, it was just so relatable, you know? It was. It was like, know. that's how I feel when I ride the subway in New York. Absolutely. Yeah. Says the guy from Riverview <laughs> and the, the Miramichier. <laughs> when I ride the subway in Miramichier. <laughs> that's exactly how my age indeterminate friends and I always like to hang out and, you know, yep. have jokes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I go off to my comedic gigs across the country, <laughs> that's yeah. just how I feel. <laughs> various nightclub gigs. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. how I get my material. <laughs> that's how I got my homework done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seinfeld. Cool. There you go. Check it out. Yeah. If you haven't there's heard a, of this there's before, a plug for you. This is a show that you might really enjoy called Seinfeld. Also one called Cheers. Quite good, I've heard, if you've never heard of it before. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really seen Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by NBC in the 90s. <laughs> Oh man! You never watched Cheers? No, I, I'm a little bit too young for Cheers. I was too, but I I, I caught some of it, mainly because I was watching Frasier, and I really enjoyed Frasier. And I'm like, I should see where this comes from. Oh, I see. You had to see the origin story of Frasier. Had to see the origin. Go story back of to the roots. Yeah. See Lilith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. References I don't know. I oh. Remember, okay. I, well, I remember like yeah, the name Lilith. I watch, I too watched Frasier. Okay. But um, yeah, I don't know. And that was that's that I think that's one of my chief hobbies, as well as the hobbies of people all across North America watching TV. <laughs> it, well, it, the ubiquitous you know, hobby. It was like it was TV that you you must have seen. Must see TV at the time. That was their tagline. And you know, it's funny how TV's changed, right? Like it used to be it's like, oh, Thursday night, we're gonna watch like Frasier and Friends and, and Seinfeld and all these things. Now you just watch whatever you feel like when you want to watch it. For like nothing, or close to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, cable's what a hundred bucks a month versus Netflix, which is like ten. So mm. that's well, amazing. they did bump it up to I think eleven. What? That's outside of my uh, budget. I'm canceling. I know. <laughs> Hardly seems worth it. It's true. Yep. Very upsetting. <laughs> All that original content and. <laughs> movies for nothing. Remember how? Do you remember? You remember the days of the blockbuster, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, I remember uh, before blockbuster. Excellent. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. the little local video stores. Yeah, Videotech. Videotech. Oh, yeah. we had Variety Video in Miramichi. Yeah, you'd go there and for five dollars of like nineteen nineties money, which is like ten dollars now, you'd rent a movie on VHS, which was. I mean, if you got the quality of a VHS now in a download or on a streaming service, you'd be irate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all fuzzy and pixelated. On a there, there'd be many angry tweets on a CRT. Yeah, yeah, and you paid ten dollars by today's money for this. Usually, this is like five mm, bucks. I guess so. It's probably about doubled. I would think by then, by now. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah inflation. Mm. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah, so now like you can get all the movies in 1080p for ten dollars a month for them all. You know, yeah, things have changed. You're so right. I am. Right, once in a while. <laughs> so this is our Remember the 90s podcast. It is. It seems like this is our theme now. Only 90s kids will remember. Block. I me- you know, I remember, I remember Pog. <laughs> My parents wouldn't let me get Pog because it was kind of like, that's a waste of money. You've already wasted enough on hockey cards in the previous. <laughs> you had hockey cards? I had, I Why? had hockey cards because it was the thing to do. Everyone had hockey cards in 1991. 
What? I was in grade three, and everyone had hockey cards and baseball cards. Well, when I think hockey fans, I think of you. Oh, you know me. Hockey cards were where I started, and I found, I found my true love in baseball cards. I actually oh. do like baseball a little bit, but yeah. hockey I still can't understand. But I know. Baseball? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had baseball cards. Yeah. And we I used kind to of trade I, them. And I used to have the worst possible <laughs> trades. It's like, I'll take your Wayne Gretzky rookie card or your, you know, your Daryl Strawberry card, and mm-hmm. I'll give you like a whole stack of my junk cards. And I'd be like, oh, this is a great deal. I'm getting a lot more <laughs> baseball or hockey cards. <laughs> so that, I, after a while, I kind of started to figure out how this all worked. And then I'd find other younger kids in the neighborhood and then scam them for their good <laughs> hockey and baseball cards. And I thought, you know, about 10 years later when I was down here in Moncton, I'm going to cash in now with the advent of eBay and Amazon and especially eBay, possibly even Kijiji. I'm going to go to my parents up in Miramichi and I'm going to find my trove of baseball and hockey cards and I'm going to take those and sell them on the internet. My mom doesn't like to hang on to stuff, so she gave all my cards away to a neighboring kid (laughs) for free. So, The name of that kid? Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) I think it was Adrian Odette, that little punk. (laughs) All right, we're calling him out. Yeah. (laughs) Adrian Odette, if you're listening to this. Darn you to heck. (laughs) Such language. I know, sorry. This is getting the explicit rating now. That's right, we're going to get that little red E. <laughs> he knew what he was doing. See, I was one of those people that had taken his good hockey cards and baseball cards from uh, him when he was younger. Payback. So he was getting his payback on me yeah. by taking all mine. So he's probably a millionaire now with all his eBay money. That's what I'm imagining anyway. Yep. You know. Remember she's first millionaire. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I don't know. I can't imagine anything I had as a kid being worth anything now. I had some pogs. Pogs. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I think I was at the age when Pogs came out that it was like, you're uh, already, yeah, you would have already been, this. you would have been too old for Pogs. Yeah, be like this is stupid. Too old, yeah. Well, I was, I was still curious. I was Pog curious, but yeah, my parents nipped that in the bud. Thankfully, that was a good, cho- good decision. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Like the things I was into when I was a kid were basically like riding my bike and playing Super Nintendo. Yes, Super Nintendo. Mm. That's my vintage. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, of course I was a Sega man. Yeah, man, one of those guys, eh? I know, we would not have been friends. <clears throat> I don't think so. It was, like, it was like being like Catholic or Protestant back then. Yeah, Mac or PC, and I'm a PC and you're a Mac. Like, I know. Although I'm slightly becoming I can't believe PC my laptop isn't bursting into flames just from your presence here. I know, here. I'm looking at buying a new desktop. I can't believe it's accepting your voice being digitized into it. It's making, this is why my voice sounds so terrible, as the Mac is doing things to it. Honestly, I usually sound so much better than this. I sound like Barry White, yep. James Earl Jones. Yeah, is it? Yeah. Your, your deep, sonorous voice is just, you know... It's velvet tones. Mm-hmm. Usually your, velvet your tones. Your stellar microphone technique as well. Absolutely. I'm doing like they tell us to at the assemblies and stuff. I'm holding it like an ice cream cone. I've been told that all my life. That, I'm not changing. That, <laughs> I'm not changing. <laughs> this ice cream tastes funny. <laughs> it tastes like spit. <laughs> oh. oh, that's so gross. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yep. Very good. good You're job. welcome. It takes uh, a lot to gross me out. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Are you grossed out by mouth stuff? Uh, spit's not good. Use spit. Really? Other people spit. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is going Fair off enough. the rails fast. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> what grosses you out, podcast? <laughs> this is why we need to do outlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, outlines. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, so all right. So hobbies. Some hobbies for me lately, well Yeah. My my company, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention them. They're they're big on social media and getting out there now. So I work for ExxonMobil. Mm-hmm. ExxonMobil is actually really generous with us. So they've actually been paying for some education and stuff for me. So that's been nice. So I've been I've been working on a course just lately on uh, human resources. <clears throat> And so I'm, I'm a unique, uh, well, I don't know how unique I am, but I had, uh, <clears throat> I had five months to do this course with Athabasca. And, um, you know, I started in May, and I had to have it done by October 31st. So five whole months to do this. So May is there. It's like, oh, man, this course. So I get the book, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, this is interesting. I'll take a, I'll take a little perusal of all this. I started doing some of the assignments. 
I did like a tenth of the first assignment. I did like my cover page. And then I thought... Always a good place to start, the cover page. Well, yeah, you know, that's where everything is... Uh, the, 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 you can't have a project without a cover page. The, the primary thing is to get that cover page looking No so professor good. would ever think to read a paper that was just a bunch of words no. right, in, right in the front of it. No. Well, you need that... They just throw that right in the trash. When you're doing courses, they love that, they love that APA format. They, right? ni- they like a nice, clean page. They like the cover page. They want the headers. They want yep. the page number. Page number on the mm-hmm. title page. Got to have a nice spacing in the lines there. You do, yeah. Like 10 spaces from the top. It's very important. So yes, depending nice on your professor, leisurely read. Yep, depending on your professor, if you don't get that right, they'll deduct points. It's very, very painful. Mm. So anyway, I, I got started on that, and I'm like, well, you know, I'll take a bit of a break. I'll, I'll pick it up next week. Next week rolls around, and, you know, there's so many fun things to do. There's a lot of things on that Netflix for 10 bucks a month. So I just sort of don't. Uh-huh. And then, like, you know... May, June's around, June, you know, oh, Macy's getting off school, we have a lot of stuff going on in mm-hmm. June, Yes. and uh, yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of time for this, and I'm thinking, well, my family's going to be going to the cottage in July, that's when we, that's when we uh, recorded our first podcast, right. it was during that time frame when they were in, in uh, the cottage, and so I thought, well, you know, I'll just, I'll do it when they're away, because I'm going to be back some days at work, and I just got, had been promoted, I got a new job there at Exxon, and uh, I'll do some more course then because I won't have any distractions no distractions but you know again so many fun things to do it's the summer evenings so I've, you're in your basement I, I'm in my basement because I live in Dieppe of course which 50% of the mass of the air there is actually mosquito so you can't be outside and I'm at work all but day but you sense that it is uh, summertime I sensed it from yeah. your basement I sensed that it was summertime sometimes upstairs too a little bit Let's not get carried away. So you could kind of look outside and say, like, oh, it's nice out. The sun's still out. It's nice out. And I would step outside, and I would lose half of my blood because <laughs> of the mosquitoes. Uh. You may laugh at this, but if you come to where I live in Dieppe, you'll see. This is not an exaggeration. So That's then, okay. <laughs> yeah. You've been there. You know it. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. So then... Dieppe is a wonderful place is. for some people. Yeah. <laughs> so then... You know, July just sort of doesn't happen. August rolls around, and the mosquitoes are dying off a bit because it is quite warm and dry. So I actually do some outdoorsy things. I'm doing some stuff and things which don't involve assignments or courses. So So does that mean when we were recording our first episode, you are actually procrastinating on your coursework? At that moment, indeed I I was. I feel so betrayed. I tell you. You were two-timing me. I was two-timing you, yeah. I had that little. Well, you really, you were two time in your coursework with me. I was, yeah. It, you were, you were my uh, course mistress. Just <laughs> <laughs> cue up the other man here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Sloan. Indeed, <laughs> Sloan the band. Yeah, not my daughter. <laughs> no. So, yeah. So that so part of the problem was that, like there were a few stages where I started, um, you know, thinking I should probably get going on this. So I pull out the book. And, and what this was, was uh, the Morneau Chapelle, which sounds really gripping. <laughs> Are they related and, to Dave Chappelle? You'd think. But, you know, the Morneau Chappelle Handbook of Pensions and Retirement Savings Plans is somewhat less entertaining than Dave Chappelle. Just a little bit. So it's a gray book that's about 800 pages thick. But they also have several, several uh, specials on Netflix, right? Yeah, that's right, yes. The Morneau Chappelle yeah, it's his brother. Yeah, <laughs> more. it's even more controversial. Absolutely, yes, yeah, yeah. Is your pension a direct contribution plan, plan or a, sorry, defined contribution plan or a defined benefit? I sure learned a lot from this, didn't I? <laughs> I'm laughing already. So I'd start, I'd start reading this book, and it was literally like dangerously boring. Like I felt that if I were to to read too much of this, I could literally die of the boredom. In fact, the book at the start says, don't read this book. Just use it as a reference guide. It, it, it literally really says this. And Do not read this book and operate heavy machinery. Exactly, yeah. It's, Do not read this you book if you're pregnant. Like, you can't read this book. Like, Don't pick this up and think, I'm going to read this cover to cover because it could kill you. They interact with your medication. It, yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes my blood sugar squall haywire. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I... Nevertheless, Athabasca University is like, you should be reading this book in great detail. You know, read chapter, blah, 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 per assignment. So 
So I tried this, and you know, I'd, I'd start reading this, and I'd start trying to, to figure this out. Because the way that the university presents is they want you to read all this stuff and then do an assignment. So that wasn't really happening. So then September's coming up, and I thought, oh, September, perfect. It's kids are going back to school. It's a studious time of the year. It's like a st there's st studying in the air in September. The leaves are coming off the trees. It's time mm -hmm. to put on your cardigan to become professorial. Your tweed jacket with the elbow patches. My leather jacket with the tweed patches. Hello. Yeah. That's it. Exactly. So, I, you know, then, of course, in September, you know, uh, Macy and Sloan are both going to school. So that's a lot to handle. And then, of course, like being children in elementary school, they are sick continually the entire month. So, you know, there's probably not a lot of schoolwork going on for me. So then I realize rather yeah, suddenly sick from your home school. Yeah, pretty much. So then I, I realized rather surprisingly that, oh, October's rolled around, and I haven't done anything on this, and it's due at the end of the month. So uh -huh. in true Stephen style, mm -hmm. I've been spending the past month uh, doing copious assignments for uh, the Human Resources HRMT 208 uh, Introduction to Pensions and Savings Plans uh, course. So, wow. yeah, I've been burning through that, um, and it's been a real hoot, let me tell you. So mm -hmm. as much as the university wanted me to read all this stuff and then answer or do my, my report, but, well, they, I should also say they wanted me to answer a whole bunch of questions, which I didn't have to hand in, that uh. would help me learn. And I don't really want to learn. I just want to pass and get a, get a good mark. So I decided instead to turn this whole thing upside down. The mark down. of a good student. Exactly. I wanted to turn this thing upside down and it, like make sort of a deconstructivism of my course. Oh, yeah. postmodern. Exactly. This mm. is a postmodern style of learning. So instead right. what I did is I took the assignment and then I went cherry picking through the book that you can't actually read to answer and do the assignment. So with that, uh -huh. I, I didn't actually do any of the reading they told me to do. Right. And I scored in the 90s. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm really happy with myself, and I thought that was a hoot. So, in fact, I, did, I like to do math on what do I actually have left to do. Uh, I've had a few of these courses now through Athabasca. Uh -huh. this, is, this has been the most procrastinating of them all. Where I had is a, Athabasca, anyway? Alberta. Yeah, oh. Alberta, yeah. Ralph oh. Klein went there, apparently. Oh. He's some politician I guy. I know, but well, where is he now? I don't know. Probably retired with a big pension. Which is a defined benefit pension. <laughs> Was he the guy that went to... No, no, I'm thinking of uh, Robert Black. The guy that, that uh, like gave up Canadian citizenship to be a knight. Conrad Black. Conrad Black, that's yeah. right. Conrad Black, yeah, the, the, the news mogul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't go to Athabasca. Oh. No, he's too fancy for Athabasca. <laughs> he probably went to McGill or something. Uh. Yeah, so this is all like free of charge. This is great, so... But, yeah, this is the, easily the most procrastinating of courses I've done so far. But, it's uh, kind of like the Netflix of university. It really, well, if you're doing it right, it's not, and you're getting lots out of it. Yeah, I've you're clearly the, not binging your coursework, are you? No. Well, I was, actually. That's exactly what I was doing. I was binging all the assignments all at once. I didn't draw them out over the course of the time I was supposed to. And like any true binge, you would just sort of wake up at 3 in the morning... <laughs> Like, what am I doing? What am I doing? My hands would be all cramped at the keyboard, having typed in my sleep. <laughs> 40 pages of the letter R. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> B minus. But Exactly. <laughs> Very postmodern. D is for degree. <laughs> Sometimes I think about that. Like, mm. you know, you're dealing with university stuff and, you know, all these, these professionals, like the guy that designs and builds the bridge we cross mm. went to university. And being that we're in New Brunswick, mm -hmm. are we getting the grandest of engineers building our bridges? I'm thinking, no, it's New Brunswick. So these guys are the ones that got D is for degree at their engineering school. And there's our bridge. <laughs> You well, ever think about that? You, how about yeah. your doctor? Yeah, this yeah. is again New Brunswick. They get paid a quarter of what they do in the states, right? I yeah. Wonder, if my doctor's listening, I apologize, and I know you got a straight A's. Yeah, please yeah. don't. Yeah, I tell you what's weird. Please Speaking don't kick me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the same age as my doctor. You're the same age as your doctor. Yeah, I think right. so. Because my doctor's on Facebook. That's right. I remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, in last year or so, something like that, about a year ago, so my old doctor, who I had all my life, retired, uh -huh. uh, Dr. Hiltz. He, uh, you know, Herr Hiltz. 
Was he old <laughs> and from Germany? Herr Dr. Hiltz. Did he like to experiment on you? No, he would mostly just sort of yell at me about like uh, the failings of the uh, provincial Medicare system. Uh, ah, okay. And I uh, kind of mix up my chart. <laughs> anyway. This is not a very efficient system. We had a much what? more efficient system in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, that was a different uh, state healthcare system. <laughs> anyway, no, Dr. Hiltz, no, he was, he was local. He was, like, Hiltz is one of those, like, old families here in the Moncton area, right? Yeah, one of the, was it, like, six families from Germany that came over here and bravely uh, took over everything the French had done. <laughs> right, that's right. <laughs> they bravely took over all their farms. So, yeah, so you think about this. The French were here. They built all their farms. They built dikes to push back the sea. Yeah. The sea pushed mm-hmm. back, cl- reclaiming this antediluvian soil yeah. beneath the sea. Mm-hmm. Then the English come in and yep. kick them all out. And yep. then the, the Germans wisely come in and take it from the English. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, so my doctor, that's, that's, what, <laughs> that's what his ancestors did. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but he, anyway, he he retired. He'd had enough. He'd impacted enough lives. So yeah. So it, I remember he 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 was trying to retire for several years. He had experimented on enough twins, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> anyway. So I uh, yeah. He, it it took him. I don't know several years to retire because he couldn't get anybody to take over his practice. Perhaps due to the, uh, the, the low, low uh, uh, rates that doctors are able to charge here in uh, New Brunswick that you mm. alluded to. Mm. Maybe that's why. Anyway, but finally he did it. So now, you know, I have a, a doctor who is, let's face it, fresh out of medical school. Mm-hmm. You know, went, went to school here in Moncton at UDM, I guess. And uh, is like the same age as me. Wow. And it's really weird because, um, you know. If you're used to an elderly old man poking and prodding at you, that's one thing. Yeah. But, like, a, a fit young woman. Yes. You as, well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, as I discovered on, on Facebook, is that my doctor is also, like, a competitive bodybuilder, <laughs> which is great. I mean, good, yeah. good for her. That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah, so I've I mean, seen I've seen my doctor in a, a very small bikini. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, not like and she wasn't wasn't, a wasn't going. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fair. So play, there right? you go. Yeah, you exactly. Know, it's only right. <laughs> yeah, the, the lighting was more flattering for her, so that's good. <laughs> so yeah, it's just it's just weird. I mean, she's a good doctor, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, so far so good. <laughs> <laughs> Until she hears this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no names. No names. No, no. names. Um, well, I don't know. We didn't say anything negative. It's no, no. Kind of complimentary, right? Yes. My my doctor uh, my doctor is kind of neat. They they're fairly young too. I don't know the ages, but probably yeah. pretty close. Not on Facebook, but it's two young women who run this this uh, clinic, and it's they're like the most efficient doctors I've ever been to. I, I live. I went to this doctor in Miramichi for years. And you'd go there with your appointment at three and you might get in at like six or even seven at night. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Like you couldn't live this way. Only people in Miramichi who, you know, live the Miramichi lifestyle could ever do this. In Moncton, you couldn't do this. Anywhere else in the world, you couldn't do this. So I go to this new doctor and they're like bringing me in ahead of my appointed time. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. They're like the, the, the most... Like there you go. Speaking of, speaking of ruthless eth- efficiency. Yeah, exactly. They're both yeah. blonde. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't there know. But man, I've never had doctors like this before. Mm-hmm. They talk to you and give you ideas about things. It's crazy. Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm used to just sort of being yelled at at the doctor, by the doctor. And yeah. now and now they, they do sometimes, like, ask questions. Yeah. And, uh, and the... Um, Receptionist will text me now. What? When it's my, uh, you know, reminder for appointments. That's amazing. It is. Okay, my 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 doctor doesn't do that, but the, uh, you know, there you go. Who knows? Maybe that'll be the next wave in technology at my doctor's. I know. They, I just get a text like the day before. It's like you up. <laughs> you up? What's going on? You feeling medical? <laughs> Come on down. You up for some drugs? <laughs> Nice. And I text back, who dis? <laughs> who dat? Who dat? My, my legitimate drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yes. Anyway, my doctor did ask me on the first consultation there if I was, if I uh, ever smoked pot. Really? Yeah. That's the thing now. I think that's the first time anyone has ever asked me that. Well, it's going to be asked more often, I think, in New Brunswick. Yeah, maybe it's just going to be assumed that you do. I don't know. Perhaps so. If all the things that come up on my internet are correct, apparently it cures everything, so they probably don't want you to because that'll put them out of business. Yeah. Yep. All the conspiracy things that come up, it's like, oh, they're trying to keep you from this because right. it cures all the stuffs. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't know if that's accurate or not, though. Hmm. Not a lot of peer-reviewed studies, I don't think, on that. Yeah. No, these things are reviewed, but not by peers. They are. They're reviewed by many guys on the internet who really want them to be true. <laughs> really bad. From BC. <laughs> the hard time finding anyone to be the, con- con- the uh, control group. That's the problem. Yeah, I think so. That's their issue there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so now I, I told her no. It's like, not my thing. Not my jam. No. She seemed kind of disappointed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She was probably hoping to prescribe you some. Maybe. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't either. It's I, over the counter now, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. It's, you know. So can you just be like, hmm. So that was kind of funny, too, like to see all the people lined up around the stores. Oh, yeah. When they opened. That was that was a heck of a thing. I saw in the news that right here uh, in uh, downtown Moncton, the local store uh, at the one attached to the uh, superstore mm-hmm. on Main Street. So that's sort of like, that's like our local grocery store, right? So we're, yeah. we're there all the time. <clears throat> and um, I noticed in the news item there that, uh, you know, a number of people had lined up mm-hmm. on the opening day, of course, very excited. And the line, you know, looked like the kind of people who were not busy on a Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. Who had time to go and line up for the pot store opening. <laughs> And uh, the headline of the piece was that the, the first guy uh, to get in the door, the very first, he went in and uh, browsed around and did not buy anything because it was too expensive. Too exp- it had been lined up for how long? Well, I don't know. Probably hours. It didn't buy anything because it was too expensive. That's right. Well, you know, I was thinking about this. This is the most New Brunswick story I had ever read. <laughs> I did also see in that, maybe it was that same news article, it said that the government pot, Yeah. which is a weird phrase, government pot. To, th- to imagine. Yeah. Government pot. pot. Back when we were watching Frasier and Seinfeld, that yeah. we'd be living and in the age And people were going to jail for like big, big sentences. Oh, yeah. <laughs> decades. Yeah, decades in jail for that. Yeah, and now. Now the government. Government pot. Government pot. Yep. Big government pot. No, the, the government pot is uh, supposedly not as powerful really? as uh, your artisanal pot. Artisanal pot. Yeah. Oh. So it costs more and it's not as potent. Oh, oh, oh. That's not how to do business. I don't know. I don't know. What you going to do? So that's not going to be many people's hobby then. No. No. They will not be hobnobbing in that. <laughs> Certainly not. No. Too expensive. Like, wouldn't this guy, though, thinking about this, this was all very publicized. Yeah, it's in the the papers. Yeah, the prices were out there. Wouldn't you have thought that he would, prior to lining up for hours, maybe looked at how much things were going to cost? Yeah, like check the website? Yeah. Yeah. And again, like, you know, if you had invested that much time, even though the prices were perhaps startlingly high, wouldn't you have decided I'm maybe going to, you know, recoup my loss here by buying something at least? Yeah, that's true. You know, like, you know, personally, I always feel whenever I go into any store, I have a hard time not buying something. Well, yeah. You know, but like, whenever I go into, especially if it's like a little store where, like, you're, you know, the person working there can see you mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. You know, I always feel like obligated to buy something. Oh, I do too. Yeah. So you're, you're going to walk into that convenience store and use the washroom. Yeah. You got to buy a chocolate bar or something. Yeah. You know, it just seems so rude. Tisk, tisk, tisk. But, you know, when you think about this guy, he probably took a day off from his law firm, you know? He probably took it, he probably, yep. like, had to postpone some court dates. That's right. And go there and stand in line on a Wednesday morning, maybe even Tuesday night, overnight, to get into that, that pot store. He probably went to the pharmacy and bought some Ativan. <laughs> <laughs>
Can you buy Ativan at the groceries at the drugstore? Not over the counter, I don't think. No. No. That that doesn't seem like an over the counter kind of thing. You have to go and I mean, like, they'll never give it to me when I ask, so I mean <laughs> Can you hook me up with a little Ativan there, pharmacist? Mm. Yeah. I actually did take Ativan once when I had an MRI done. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. I once had it done for a procedure too. It didn't oh, yeah. do a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, was that your thing? When I when I had my wisdom teeth out, they gave oh, me Ativan okay. for that. Yeah. Oh, they did. Yeah, really? that that and also the the putting you out because I was quite nervous. I explained yeah. explained I'm not a I'm an anti dentite. There's a Seinfeld res- uh, reference for you. Yeah. And so I'm going in to get that that done, and it's like you know, oh, we'll give you some Ativan, and and also the 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 knock you out or, or I guess it's actually a, an amnesiac because you're not actually out. You just forget. Yeah. So that's kind of horrifying when you think about it. It's like, I experienced this. I just kind of forget it. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it never comes back. It's it's like a roofie. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a forget me now. (laughs) Wow. That's weird. Yeah. So yeah, they, they gave me an Ativan and like, I'm the kind of person, like, if I take a Tylenol, nothing. Like, I need to take, yeah. like, an extra strength or, like, a Tylenol 1. I don't mm. know, like, what's what's up with that. But There's got to be some dope in there. I, I don't know. It's something. Oh, yeah. So I know. When I, when, I, when I took this, it's like, yeah, I'm still horrified. I'm still petrified. Nothing. Yeah. So, anyway, they, 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 <laughs> they took my wisdom teeth out. This is a bit of a story. They took my wisdom teeth out, and they gave me Tylenol 3 mm-hmm. to, to handle that after. And then, so, I guess, like... Later on, the dentist, the dental surgeon told me that, like, he chiseled out my teeth. Like, he cut them out. Then he used, like, a this, like, mini dental jackhammer and, like, broke my teeth up and then extracted them chunk by chunk out of my my tissues. <laughs> like your teeth are those, those mountains made of marble in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Like your teeth are going to make a lovely countertop later. Apparently, yeah. Cultured tooth countertop. So it came out in par- portions. So when I woke up, like, of course, I was still all doped up. But, yeah, I was swelled out to, like, double my usually chubby-cheeked face and all, like, a bruised. Um, so they gave me these Tylenol 3s and nothing. Like, mm. I might as well have been eating Tic Tacs. So I wake up finally from all this, and I'm just, like, in a flurry of pain. So my wife calls him and is like, this is not doing anything for him. And so they wound up giving me Percocet. Ah. So Percocet. It'll perk you up. That's a heck of a thing, let me tell you. So the Percocet was was pretty wild, um, but not because like it's I did some, the opposite of wild, isn't it? Like, well, I did some reading on this, and like I took the Percocet, and it took the pain away. But everybody like that I, I talked to about this was like, oh, Percocet, you're going to be high and you know out of your mind and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't. But the thing was, is apparently when you take one of these opioids, it it uh, it kind of like fills in the gap of where the pain is. So if you have like yeah. pain to the scale of 10 and you take the right kind of medication that's like to the scale of 10, it just sort of cancels out the pain. Yeah. But you don't get all weird from it. No. It's no, only you if don't you don't the have the pain right. that it, it makes you all weird. So yeah. as the time wore on though and the pain was starting to decrease but I still had Percocet to take, I started feeling kind of weird from it. Right. But the thing that was weird about the Percocet and it kind of scared me a little bit is that like... As I would take this, I would just sort of like not breathe. Yeah. And yeah, that's I'd have effect. to think that, oh, I have to breathe. And yeah, it is a side effect of it. So needless to say, I didn't take a lot of that, but because that's kind of horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe I'll just stop this whole breathing thing at night. Like that wouldn't be good. I think it's essential, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always so, good to breathe. Usually. Rarely is it good not to breathe. Unless you're a pearl diver in the South Seas. Yeah. But only for a certain lengths of time. Yeah, timing is everything. Mm-hmm. Just like they say. Yeah, it's, well, it's like, it's funny you mentioned Percocet. Like, my, my old doctor, he always used to sort of threaten to give me Percocet whenever I complained about my, you know, back pain. Yeah, yeah, you guys. It's like, that's why I was always going to the doctor. I just get, you know, pain pills. Yeah. But, you know, like, and be like, I really knew what, what he meant. Like, of course, every time it would be sort of a rant, right, about, right. you know, various things. And he's like, well, I could give you Percocet, but that's like a street drug. I was like, it's like a street drug. Okay. So you're like, so, um, you know, if I took this and I didn't need all of it, how much could I make on the street there? You lived on St. George at the time. That's right. You were right there. Corner of Botsford and St. George. <laughs> you were at the spot. And he's like, well, I usually get about $20 a pill. 
That would have supplemented your income. I could have used it back then. Man. I could use it now. Totally. Man. Goodbye Korean lessons. <laughs> Percocet money. Oh, Just yeah. kidding. Like, I could ever give up on the youth of Korea. Oh, I tell you. Yeah. It's my true calling. It is. Anyang. <laughs> Anyang. Anyang. Back at you. All right. <laughs> Anyang Haseo. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I started to wonder, is, like, is he actually offering me? He's like, is this his way of saying, like, I could give you Percocet? Is it that bad? Or is it sort of like, oh, no, I don't need anything that bad? Because it's always like kind of a bit of a, a little bit of a dance there with the doctor when you're trying yeah. to get some relief. Right. You know, because like, uh, you know, like I have a back problem, but like everybody has a back problem, right? Yeah. It's very hard to really prove you do or you don't. Mm. Right. I mean, like I have a MRI report somewhere that says that something's messed up in there, but right, like, yeah. you know, they're kind of, they, they kind of have to take your word for it, right? Absolutely. And, uh, it's weird. This you know, is like, a position of trust between it, you and him. It is. It's a contract of trust. And yet, so many have uh, abused that trust, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. the sacredness of the doctor-patient relationship in order to get those uh, warm, fuzzy feelings uh-huh. and, you know, not have to breathe so much. It's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now, like, when you go to, to uh, get drugs, like, you have to look like, you have to just strike that perfect tone of, like, Yes, I do have pain. It's not going away. I'm not getting better. They're always like, "Is it? Are you sure it's not better?" Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's still there. <laughs> it's but, like me, diabetes, like yeah. type one diabetic. Every so often, I've got to go to the pharmacist, and <clears throat> and they're like, "Oh, your prescription's expired." And it's like, "Oh, so obviously diabetes has been cured. Great <laughs> yeah. news. I don't need to take this anymore. Let's just move on. Forget about it. It's all good." Yeah. No. No, diabetes hasn't gone away. It makes too much money for the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. So, like, do I really need to have the need for my insulin confirmed again? Like, is this going away? No. I'd just like to welcome everyone to our conspiracy theory podcast. (laughs) (laughs) How the medical establishments have to get you. Dang federal government. (laughs) Yeah, they're all in on it. They are, man. Anyway, so back to my story. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Carry on. So you have to, you have to, like... um, Convince them that you do, in fact, have pain. Yeah. But not too much pain. Mm-hmm. You don't want to act like, got to get me some of them drugs. <laughs> you have to, like, you have to be careful to not be itching yourself at any point. Oh. Or, uh, or you know, you have to remember to breathe. <laughs> true, true. Don't forget to breathe. Yep. So, you know, you have to kind of, like, play it just kind of right down the middle. Yeah. I remember well, one time, like, I, I ran into pills. Uh, you know, because they only give you so many at a time. Yeah, because you, know? you, you live on St. George Street, right? You know, yeah, this exactly. Could be a source they're, of they're profiling me. They see me coming. Uh-huh. Anyway. That's your address. Yeah, yeah. Of course they do. So, but at, at the time, I, I had a cold. Uh-oh. So, like, my nose is kind of running, kind of stuffy, You're right? Sniffing? Like, I'm kind of sniffling. My eyes are kind of red. Sniffing, you know? eyes red. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. mm, I need did some wear, more drugs, please. Did you wear a hoodie in that day? Did you wear a hoodie and some baggy jeans? One of those 15 degrees off center flat baseball caps like the millennials are wearing. You're saying this for humor, but I was. (laughs) (laughs) Good job there. I (laughs) was. Yeah. Yeah, you know how Cheech and Chong love those prescription (laughs) painkillers. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Oh, man, you want to take this and forget to breathe? (laughs) Man. Take that Percocet, man. <laughs> I've been breathing too much, man. Speaking of Spider-Man. 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 You know, recently. Robert uh, Spider-Man, attorney at law. <laughs> he runs a marvelous practice. He does. Uh, recently, we marked the, the passing of Halloween. We did. Halloween? All, yeah. Halloween. All Hallows' Eve. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Sam Hain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went to school, Sam Hain. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. he was a spooky dude. <laughs> he was a goth. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so it was Halloween. So I went into a local coffee shop there. I went into uh, Down East Coffee there. I think it's actually called Cafe Kodiak, but everyone yeah, calls it Cafe Kodiak. Yeah, Down East Coffee. It's not far from my office. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's on. It's on the way to my work, so I have to stop in there. Excellent coffee. I recommend it highly. This podcast has been brought to you by Cafe Kodiak slash Down East Coffee. Man. Man. 
if they actually did sponsor this podcast, it'd be amazing. They could just like just give us free coffee. Just just one free coffee. Yeah. That's all it would take. It's all it would take, guys. Cafe Kodiak, one free coffee is all it takes. What? Yeah, drip, just drip coffee. Doesn't yeah. have to be espresso. No, I don't like anything fancy. Maybe no. a maybe a cookie, maybe a little cookie. You know, a you bagel. Kind of, kind of dunk it in there. Yeah, a bagel mm. and some schmear. You oh know, stupid little bagel. All right, well that that's that's gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so speaking of Downey, so uh, yeah, I was I was waited on uh, by Spider Man. By Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he lost his job with the Daily Bugle. Oh. And he was really reduced to pulling shots there at the espresso bar. Nice. <laughs> Impressive. That's a great little coffee shop. I like it. It is good, yeah. On St. George Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Downtown Moncton. Well, not quite downtown Moncton. It's Suburban not really, Moncton. No, it's not really downtown. It's sort of downtown adjacent, but... Yeah. Oh, look who it is. Oh, it's a chubby cat. Yeah. Oh. It's Shia LaFluff. <laughs> Shia LaFluff. That's his <laughs> full name. Amazing. Yeah. I just call him Mr. Fluff. Mr. Fluff. And here he comes. Hello, kitty. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. very friendly. He's Excellent. our friendly cat. Friendly cat. Friendly he's good with good with people. In the dining rooms where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> Some freestyling there, free That's of charge. That's good. Hobnobbing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, well, uh, we must be. How long have we been going at this, Peter? We're, we're about to crack one hour on this. One hour. We're going to have sucker. to do some editing, I think. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to add some content. <laughs> Well, why don't we wrap this up here after uh, cutting out many inappropriate things? <laughs> we talk to our lawyers. Yep, see if we're okay on things. Talk to our our, 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 our attorney there. Robert Spiderman, Robert attorney Spider- at law. Esquire. <laughs> All right, then. All right. Cue the theme music. Yeah.